0: Welcome to the green room. Thanks, Angie. Thank you, (laughs) Mickey. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mickey. Of course, a Grammy-nominated country music artist who is phenomenal.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And our guest therapist today, Dr. Lynn Yanni, who's a psychotherapist, specializes in way too many things to name, but we'll say self-esteem, relationship issues, codependency, trauma resolution, grief counseling, effective. Conflict resolution, communication skills. Let's say that. Let's end on that one. That is so
1: important. I need the communication I know, skills for literally.
0: sure. Learn the best communication skills. So important. um And then, obviously, Jenna Andrews, our, the founder of the Green Room, platinum singer, songwriter, vocal producer, A and R publisher, executive producer, multi hyphenate boss girl,
1: boss ass <laughs> bitch.
2: Wow,
0: okay. love the boss part. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe not.
3: I no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all, I'm all about you. are a else. boss-ass bitch, I'm girl. I'm like, I got the boss hair. Yeah, you do. Slick. Let's chat, guys. Let's chat. Well, me and Mickey were talking yesterday, and I think a really good topic is women in music. Yes. Because it's just, um, I mean, it's such a it's such a big topic, obviously, but it's something that I know that we relate on. Yes. And I feel like beyond women in music, I think just women in the work world, in general, you know what I'm saying? So it can be, exactly it can be broad, obviously, and like, you know, in terms of having Lynn here, um, it's good to have, you know, obviously your opinion on what you feel on whatever might come up, but I was gonna say too that like, you know, I know Lynn, you've worked with a lot of people in entertainment, so especially women, and we've talked about this before, and it's just, um, it's hard, it's a battle, and I know that one thing that we were talking about yesterday was the fact that it, took until 2020, right? I would love to know, you know, tell people like in terms of like Black Like Me and that all happening. I got to know it, but I'd love for other people to know that story.
1: I've been pursuing music for a very long time. Um, Longer than I want to admit. But, you know, I got signed to my record deal back in 2012 and I didn't find success in music until 2020. And it wasn't until... I had so many, first of all, I sing country music. So I'm a black woman that sings country music and the good old boy system in town of Nashville, Tennessee. So it is such a difficult task. And I remember when I got signed, I remember the president of the label, Mike Dungan said, well, you know, this is going to be really hard. It's really hard for women, but with hard work, I believe you can do it. And I'm thinking to myself like, I mean, okay, it can be that hard, but there's a lot of really successful yeah. women in country music. Like, I can't imagine it would be that hard until I got to this town and I trusted so many men that they knew what to do with me. And they were all putting this ideal of a white woman, they were putting that on me. And it was so hard to, to come up in an industry where I didn't really fit the equation and it wasn't until I had a conversation with my husband, I said, I said, why do you think country music isn't working for me? And this is literally like before the pandemic.
3: Right. No, I know.
1: And he said, um, because you're running away from everything that makes you different and you've got to stand up for yourself. You've got to stand up in your truth and you've got to sing country music from your perspective as a woman and your perspective as a black woman
3: and well wow, I didn't realize he gave yeah, you that advice I mean that's amazing advice
1: he did and it was just like he goes he said country music is three chords in the truth and why aren't you writing your truth as a black woman living in America and I was like what Psh, mind <laughs> blown like- and one of the first songs I wrote after that was a song called black like me which is and amazing. I wrote that I was inspired by the title because of a book that I read back in college called Black Like Me, written by a white man named John Howard Griffin, who through radiation in the 1960s, by the way, darkened his skin to look like a black man and went to the deep south around the Jim Crow era, around where it was like super racist and really walked in someone else's shoes to see what it was like to be a black man in America. And that book changed my life. Like, if you really want to know what it's like, read that book. What is it called? Black Like Me. It's ca- literally it's called, called Black, black Like, like Me. Me.
3: Okay, you know what? I actually would love to yeah, read that. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah.
1: It's a really, really prolific book that I think every person should read, black or white. And it changed my life. And then I wrote this song about it in 2018. I wrote that with Frazier in yeah, yeah. 2018. That's crazy. And then I played it for people on my label. Nobody understood it. Some people didn't even call me back after I sent it to them because I don't think they didn't like it. They just didn't know how to respond to it. And then George Floyd happened and I had this song that could give people hope and then it blew up. Of all the things that I've ever done, a song about being
3: black. And also... (laughs) And country music. Being black but also being a woman too from that perspective. Yeah. it's, uh, It's like so inspiring yeah you know i'm sure mm-hmm. that's why like it's interesting because i think that you know you never know when like the stars are gonna align. Yeah, you
1: never know but i feel
3: like people that is a beautiful story in the sense that you were able to speak your truth in your first song that really blew up and you don't know, you think it's, that's it's not just like a pop song that like, you were like this yeah is a great this song. A, this was a re- it, it was i hate the circumstances of why right. it did no, no, of but it,
1: it was really cool but the the other kicker is like, okay, my career is finally taking off after all of this time. And then I find out I'm pregnant. (laughs) Oh, Isn't that crazy? I, it was like, I, I released this song and four days later I found out I was pregnant. And I was like seeing all these messages online and all this response that I've never gotten on anything ever. And I'm like, okay, it's great. Things are going. You know, I've been working out, so I felt like my body was (laughs) snatched. You know, all the toxic things that women think in their heads, you know?
3: Which we should talk about. Exactly. We should definitely talk about that, but finish.
1: And then I find out I'm pregnant. And I remember when I saw the test, it was like, you've got to be fucking kidding (laughs) me. (laughs) Are you serious? That's crazy. I was like, like, my career's over. My career's over.
3: It's (sighs) done. Is what I thought. But now look at it. Yeah. Not only did it like, it just continued to rise. You know what I mean? But like, I guess going back to what you were saying before in terms of having this, like, obviously like such a horrific thing happen with George Floyd. Like what I meant is that I think in those times in our world, I think it's good for to have people feel like yeah. they can have hope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of I all think the that songs. You, yeah. That's
1: the one I want people to remember. And you know? I
3: think that too, like you just shine, like you shine such a bright light. So even if like, it, it doesn't shock me that you would get pregnant at a time like that. <laughs> just because I think that like there's something the yeah. universe, like, yeah. I don't know, we talk about this, but like in terms of just the universe connecting with your path, yeah. there's something when like everything starts to happen. It's just like things just work like that
1: and it's crazy and now that I do have my son Grayson I'm just oh I'm sad that I I felt scared to have him I I'm sad that I thought that his presence in my life could have ruined something like that was such an awful like I I'm saddened that I thought like that because I have this being and he's the most important thing in my life like I'm so grateful for him
3: And it's crazy that like going now, going back to the, the being a woman, obviously in, in our business, it is true. Like, you know, that those things that you get warned of, like the first management contract I ever signed, it's like, well, don't go get pregnant. It's just like a thing where it's like, you have to look perfect. You have to be on all the time. And it's like, you have to appear like you're single. Exactly which is so unfair appearing like you're single because I mean that, that I feel like is starting to change yeah. because I think that there's people are and the new generation is like exactly. absolutely not because it's just so it's just so unfair of like to be able to not be what we were meant to be as yeah. women. Right. Like in terms of being, it's, um, uh, it's natural it's natural like exactly but like not only the pregnant part but also the emotional aspect yes. to it like i'm just saying for me i think that's what makes us unique mm-hmm. obviously not i think i know unique and it's it's it should be like not only as a pregnant woman are you pregnant but mm-hmm. also it heightens your hormones oh so my you're gonna God. be more yes emotional which makes you probably react to situations yes Differently, but like, who cares? Yeah, right. I mean, absolutely. But, but, but Lynn, you, know, you when were you're saying, talking about that. Yeah. When you,
2: we, you're talking about being generative, which is what you guys were talking about before we even started recording about how synergistically it's like actually more when you're together yeah. when you're putting something out there that is actually who you are as well mm-hmm. as what you do, and it feels so fulfilling and it feels growthful because it's like, and then you've talked about feeling gratitude, which is incredibly. Like, amazing, because that is the same feeling on a physiological level that you internalize as love. Wow. So when you talk about women or being Black or any of the obstacles that you would just independently come up with in your own particular journey, you handled that in such an incredibly organically positive way that that (laughs) is the success, okay? Because it's not what happens to you. It's recognizing that happens for you. Yeah. And you look at it as a challenge and an opportunity to grow. And therein lies the blessing. And the wow. gratitude comes from the success, which is in the effort, and then becomes the outcome.
3: Wow. But gratitude also gives you confidence, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Like it makes you look at things different. Yeah. If you could truly feel gratitude. yeah. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? No, like, absolutely. Which is hard to find because you absolutely. can say you're feeling gratitude, but you don't necessarily like feel that no, all the time. Absolutely. I know.
1: When I got pregnant with Grayson, I was so determined as well to show other women that you can have a baby and do any career and society as a whole owes it to us because we are keeping the world going to honor that, respect that. Like I have no problem bringing my son places with me. I will call him in front of people. Like you will make room for my child, and if you don't, and, and it's your problem. <laughs> and and that's and I've I've seen that I've I've seen that in so many spaces where I was scared that he might be a distraction or in the way. Like I don't care, and people don't care either. It's so, I don't know why we were even made to feel that way because people respect mothers and motherhood they naturally do is something that I've found as I've been traveling with Grayson and taking him with me everywhere like people just they make a way because
3: he's important to you well you know what's interesting I find that it's the same as like anything like if you wear it with confidence whatever it might be people are more accepting but the problem is is we have been trained to apologize. Exactly, Exactly. and I think that that lack of acceptance. Right?
2: Instead of just show up and go, if I'm okay with it, it's much more natural for somebody else to go, oh yeah, that's true, it is okay. Instead of giving somebody the opportunity to put their spin on it, which comes from whatever their stuff is and has nothing to do with you.
3: It has nothing. Right, like I always make a good example of like, um, like if you were to walk in and wear like a garbage bag with a belt and you were confident, people would be like, that's 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 a cute garbage bag. (laughs) Whereas if I walked in, I was kind of slouchy, like felt embarrassed, yeah. it's like no one will, you're reciprocate, like you you gotta mm-hmm. like reciprocate or find a way for them to reciprocate the energy that you're putting out there. And I think that that's the same as what you're saying. It's like, if you come in being like, this yeah. is me and it's confident, even men in our business totally embrace that. I think that it's just the, the um, like the stigma or the- yeah, this, You know what I'm saying? It's this made
1: up stigma that we don't know where it came from, but exactly. it needs to be gone
3: exactly and it's just the same thing is like you know that we think oh you have to have a I mean it is biological of course you do have to it to some extent as a woman, have a baby before a certain age but like get married at a certain age like these things that women just naturally think is supposed to happen by society but it's it's like for what like why I know that one
1: thing that happened after I got pregnant all the girls that had came up with me at the same time in country music Instantly, it almost gave them permission to want that too. And for some reason, like we're 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 meant to go without. And and I tell so many artists, like if you want love, don't sacrifice your love for a problem that's there. You know, like don't sacrifice your love for your 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 love and your baby for. For something that will not last forever, but your love and your the love of your child that is that is everlasting. It's an evergreen, truly. And love that. You know? Oh. So I tell everybody, I'm like, if you want a baby, do it.
3: You literally tell everybody. I do. She's always like telling me. Me. <laughs> She's if like, you want a child, do it. No, and by the way, I this is kind of what I meant, like hearing your story and just knowing what you've gone through is inspiring to me yeah. so it's like of course it's going to be inspiring to yeah. not only just anybody but people that love you and are yeah. fans of you that listen to your music it's yeah. like you you like we're in this bubble where you're able to like take everything you talk about put it into a song but then it's amazing how many people you're able to touch yes. you know what i'm saying yeah. and like obviously with the words of your songs but when people get to find out everything that it took yeah to get there yeah. and every, oh, the journey that you had to overcome, Ooh. Ooh, it's the pretty, journey, isn't it like, yeah, it's just amazing to think that like you're impacting somebody else's future as yeah. well by that. Yeah. You know, it's magnetic in that sense. Yeah. So I love Absolutely. that. Is there like a story in particular that's happened to you as a woman working? Like, I'm sure you have a lot, but that has really like you felt has been damaging. Yeah. Absolutely. That you're comfortable to share.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely share everything. Um, so about, three days before I had given birth, um, there was some crazy stuff happening in country music. There was a huge reckoning um, in country music because of the known racism that exists within it. And um, there was an artist that got caught saying the N-word. And I, like, this was after George Floyd, this was after Ahmaud Aubrey. this was after Breonna Taylor. This was during all of this, reckoning in america and then he was caught saying the n-word and for me knowing that i'm pregnant knowing that i'm having a son i spoke out about it and i didn't speak out about it in a sense of like um for attention for for you know some likes i didn't do it for that i was doing it because i was bringing a kid in this world, and I didn't want him to grow up and read about this and be embarrassed that his mother never said anything. And so I spoke out about it, and the hate that came back at me when I was nine months pregnant. I'm honestly, I'm still recovering from it. Um, so many horrible things people were saying. Someone was like, "Your kid is the and after this was, and." After I had my baby, people were saying horrible things, saying your kid's the ugliest fucking kid I've ever seen, calling me the N-word, don't you ghetto up country music, get your black ass out of country music. All of those things were said to me. And when your emotions, when you are pregnant... Oh, exactly. That's... Exact, yeah. And I remember I just laid in bed and I just... I've, I don't, I've never cried that hard in my, my life. And I was just hyperventilating it was all day it was all day and um and then you know the next day I went into labor and I had no you did not the next day Mm -hmm. the next morning
3: that's so crazy
1: and it was it might have been maybe the morning after I I, I can't remember but but it was short it was close yes and and then after I having having my baby it was still coming at me so I did deal with postpartum. I was just sad all the time. Like a lot of times, I don't know if there's if other mothers are listening to this, but I know there's a moment when you're a mom where you cry silently in your bathroom because <laughs> you're just like trying to, you know, with, when nobody's around, because you're just trying to make sense of what just first of all just happened to your body and you're not sleeping you're trying to figure out this baby and then you're dealing with all the other mental health, um, things. So I, I did spend a lot of crying and did have to get on some medication. Um, Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I did. But, um, that was a really hard thing for me that I'm still recovering from.
3: Is there, yeah, go ahead.
1: Um, there wasn't necessarily something I shifted. It was more just watching my son grow up. And this, this life that is just so innocent and beautiful and just watching him figure things out, watching him figure out how to use his voice, listening to him in the middle of the night, learning, just having a whole conversation with himself, um, watching him crawl, all of these things. He was so, so important to me. And and then he almost died. I've <laughs> gone through so much. I know. I know. It was the scariest thing. He when he was like six months right. old, he had had this stomach bug and suffered from dehydration. Then tr- he turned septic, and it was one of the scariest moments of my life. And I'm still working through all. No, of I this. mean,
3: I mean, I. I, I. It's crazy. Dude. It. Ha- I mean, it, yeah, This it is was, real. It doesn't even, you know, like this. This the fact that this actually happened. It's is- like.
1: Actually happened, and I still had to work. So, like while my baby was in the hospital, I remember I had to go and sing at the American Music Awards. And I, I went and sang at the awards, and I got back in my car and I drove over to Children's hall LA and went right back into the room with my kid, my baby, as he was, you know, uh, figuring things out. But me almost losing him, I think that alone made everything else like just so so small you know and you
2: know what i'm hearing as you talk about that you elected to put your energy into love instead of hurt pain fear anger frustration all the other stuff you could have focused on that was obviously like there for the right for the picking right around you but instead you went nope i love this baby i love this child i love what i do i love what i can share so you're uh, maybe you don't know that you did that consciously or yeah. intentionally, but I think that helped a lot, and that's why you sound like you do today when you're yeah. talking about loving Jenna and how much synergy you guys are really just connecting, it, and and your music and your your creative experience and your gifts. You're grateful Thank for your gifts. All that stuff is love.
1: I think now that we're talking, I, another thing I remember that I did, I did. Get social media off of my phone.
3: Oh, so healthy. So healthy.
1: And it's, and one thing you learn is like, this, it's so not real.
3: Literally. (laughs) But that's the thing. But you know what's weird to train your mind? Yeah. That, that, because we all know that. Like when you go look at social media, whether it be somebody talking about their achievements in their career or how they look or their relationship, like it's like not hilarious. I shouldn't say that, but it's, it's amazing to me wh- where we we might know that like i'm sure you've had this happen but you see yeah. a friend on instagram where and they're you're like, like oh, what i'm not doing that yeah, but yeah or like or like when they're in a relationship and they're like all like booed up and yeah. they're like oh so in love and then they'll call you later and be like i think we're breaking up You know yeah what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah where by the way i'm not saying like of course you're not like oh that makes it's not like a not meaning to laugh at that but it yeah. is true where it can be Like you look at that as much as you do know that exists and that's real. And a lot of it's just isn't what it seems to be. We still fall into the trap of like, I'm not good enough. And we're missing
1: out. And we're really not missing out on anything. As soon as you put your phone down. I mean, yes, you want to know the news. Like you want to see what's going on in our country. I do think it's important to be informed. But you're not missing out on anything. And with my son growing up so fast, like he's two now. I can't even, I felt like I was just pregnant. And I remember being annoyed being pregnant because it, I was like, this is going to take so long. I don't want to do this. It was,
3: And it was. Really? Yeah. For how long did you it, feel like it, that?
1: You The whole time. You're just. Really? Oh my God. I did not like being pregnant. But I liked feeling him move. I thought that was <laughs> great. But, like, he's growing up before my eyes and I refuse to be just scrolling on my phone in my bed and then watching my my and missing my son grow up
3: it's so important because yeah. it's like the, you can never get that back you can never get it can't back get, You are only get a baby
1: for four years for three years
3: but you can miss that party yeah or you can miss that yeah. you know event, absolutely but you can't because you you're there's going to be another one of those the, the you know? events
1: are always the same it's the oh. same people i haven't been living full-time in nashville for since the pandemic yeah It is all still the same. Everybody's (laughs) still doing the same thing. I'm
3: missing out on absolutely nothing. Oh, 100%. I mean, this year was the first year that I didn't go to the Grammys in like 11 Mm -hmm. years. And it was funny, that social media thing, when you look and you're like, oh, these people. You're like, everyone's like, oh, this and this. And you're just, and then at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's the same
1: thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. And those, let's be honest. These award shows are long as hell. Oh,
3: I mean, they're not even that, I mean they're not even that great to be there in it. I mean, like more- you're sitting there, like you like want to get backstage. You want to have a drink
1: <laughs> and see of- who, see what's going on. Actually suit, to be- yeah.
3: And the thing is, is too, yeah. like, we're just going back to that same like thing where it, you feel the need to be relevant or like, yeah. and, and again, I don't know if it's just, re- obviously it's not just relating to women. It's relating to everybody. But like that thing of being like, Oh, if you're wearing the right, like there's not, of course, there's probably been times that you thought that too. It's like, oh, if I wear this this right thing, or the right person sees me, they might be like, oh, let me remember to hit you up, or maybe that gets you in a session. But that's and ridiculous.
1: that never happens. Never. Like you get there, you get all prepared, you're waiting for who's who to see 100- you, and then like, and then the moment's gone. It's over. The night's over. A hundred
3: percent. And I think yeah. that like, that's the thing that's so beautiful about experience and and like. Being able to go through so so much, and and again, like just reflecting back to to being a woman, just because that's w- where we started this. Mm-hmm. But I think that like it, where I relate to that is like when I first got signed, I was like my first red carpet. I'm like, oh, I'm so great. Like you think that that's so important, but like the- so important. You- like you literally think that you're li- like if and you get the that. right picture or the head of your label sees you in the right You'll thing, get best dressed, but that's it. That's it and that's it. And that what it w- is it. Exactly. And like you go on, you realize you wake up the next day and no one cares. Literally that moment lasted two seconds and they are already on to the next. A hundred percent, which is why all this fake stuff. It's fake. is It doesn't actually matter in the long term. Like what mattered is, is this. And when you did Black Like Me and you actually inspired people for right. real. That's what right. they actually hold on to. Right. Stuff that like, as much as we think we care about the superficial stuff, we actually don't mm. as humans. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's never like, and the more you go through life and learn that, I think not only does it make you a, a rounder person, but it also makes you better at yeah. what you do. Yeah. Don't you think? I agree. And so I'm grateful for those experiences because mm-hmm. I think for me, I could never even be the songwriter yeah. that I am today because I wouldn't even know, have enough life experience to, yeah. to understand emotion yeah. the way that I do. And you know what else? Doctor. <laughs> um,
1: I I'm trying to figure out the right words on how to say this. Another thing I think that's helped me cope in a lot of this superficial yeah. world is, I don't know, maybe my age, I don't know, or just being in all these rooms around all these people, you realize how human everybody is a hundred percent like you see these people that you've been such huge fans of and oh my gosh and then you get around them and you're like they're just people literally just people and so i i think it helps me when i just try to just treat everybody as people like i'm not i'm this is a great uh, as uh you know it's an awesome opportunity to get to write with you.
3: Well, that's how I feel. and I'm like... But I'm not like, going to sit here and
1: try to climb my way into get in the room. With you yeah, you exactly. know?
3: A hundred percent. You have to have, like... You have to value human being, you know? Yeah. One thousand percent. And that's something that I've learned as well because I think you think credits meant something before. But, like, everyone has off days. You could literally work with Max and I'm sure he would tell you himself that, like... He probably has more off days than on days. And that's the point. Like, you're not, like... We're, we're just, not super superman. Yeah, we're, and the thing is, is superwoman going back to this superwoman, yeah. yeah. But the going back to this, like in terms of you know music being therapy, I think the idea is like great songs don't necessarily. I mean, yes, they have a, an equation of math, but really they come from something real. Yeah, and if you don't have that, then nobody's like you know like like we're we're just all doing the same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. if you're not accomplishing that openness or like drop the ego at the door. Yeah. How are you gonna get the yeah. song that no one like? If you come into a room in therapy, for example, and I you hold back, like, what are you even getting out of therapy? Yeah. If the whole time they're like, "What are you going through?" and you're like, "I'm great," right? Like, I mean, why would you that even right. have therapy at that point? Same thing with writing. Yeah. Because if I do, you don't tell me your story, like, yeah, how are you gonna? It's gonna sound the song will just be like in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's 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 what's like. I, I honestly think it's such a blessing. Like I wouldn't take back any of the. Yeah hard experiences that i've gone through but yeah. i do like the idea that we can share with like the younger generation yeah. coming up these experiences mm-hmm. because i think you can try to uh deprogram or would you say deprogram I yeah guess. we the, need to i a what lot I'm of saying. things because yeah. i think if you don't come in with the idea of what we had to go through in terms of thinking that like oh shoot my nails chipped I'm not going to get this. Get or like, I have literally <laughs> pushed sessions back because my nails. Right, fixed. but that, that but ridiculous? that's, and I had an experience because when the first head of my label, I didn't, even, I wasn't even into getting my nails done when I first got signed, and that was one of the first things that he said. He's like, "Well, you better make sure that she gets her nails done." And it was like, so now you you hold that. So every time I'd go out, I'd that be a like, man? Said that? "Yeah." How does he even notice that? No, literally, and wow. I didn't even get like I was very like hippie in that sense and then like that made really you so insecure for forever it. now like and I, and was, you're, you're like, like I got my nails because exa- you're just like oh yeah. well if I don't then I'm not like a real woman does that make sense? It, it gives oh I that, know it gives you the or like if you don't have a perfect like or you know somewhat perfect hair and makeup done or whatever it is it's like oh they're not going to take me seriously which is honestly ridiculous
1: I have a question <laughs> It's so nice to be able to talk to. Are you a psychiatrist? Is that? Or...
2: No, I'm a psychotherapist. So I psychotherapist. Really... Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah. excuse me. I, I love, love this part, part, by the way. This is. So I have a huge
1: issue with imposter syndrome.
2: Oh, okay.
1: I, I act like, like, I'm like I'm the most, most confident person in the world. <laughs> in the world. <laughs> like I'm like. I seem so like I seem so strong to some people, but internally and behind closed doors, I crumble on a daily basis. I crumble like I have to really like even getting in sessions with people the first time, singing in front of people for the first time. I'm always scared of disappointing people. I'm always scared that like I've tricked everybody (laughs) into getting me into this. It's an every single day battle for me.
2: Okay. So do you realize that (laughs) by saying what you just said, well, first of all, should we tell people what that is? It's kind of like, I mean, it sort of goes without saying, but it's almost like you have a message that goes out to the world. Like I'm all that. And then on the inside in parentheses and very small print, it's like, not really. So that's literally it. (laughs) Yeah. So it sets up this perception that your superficial self, the self you show to the world is like valid and good enough. And if you were actually really you, they, people wouldn't care for you. They wouldn't like your music. They wouldn't see you in the same way, whatever that stuff is. It's you just shifted it dramatically because the (laughs) fact that you can say like, I actually get really scared is the way to integrate those two pieces and go, you know what? The real truth is the inside part is okay. And the superficial stuff is irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, it's like, you're integrating that sense of self, which is Everybody is scared and fear. If you look at it in a more philosophical kind of psychological, spiritual way, it's kind of an illusion, right? It's because it's It's all about what might happen, what might occur. And as long as you know, which I hope, and I kind of think you already know that no matter what happens, You can manage it. You're going to figure out a way to move through it, move around those obstacles. Everything you guys are talking about is about obstacles, which everybody faces every day. But it's not those obstacles. It's your reaction to to those obstacles that determines how much of a success you feel like you are and how the world then responds to that is cool. But that's not what matters because you are creating the success. You're owning it. You're holding it. You know, they what do they Gandhi say something about first they laugh ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight with you, and then you win. Because it's not about them, it's just about you. So you going like, it's okay that my nail is chipped. It's awesome that I have a baby and I have an amazing career, and I have my music and a husband who gives me great advice, all that stuff is wonderful. You stay in that (laughs) gratitude, right? Like you're fine. You're actually truly, unconditionally loving yourself. And that then translates into doing your best of everything out there in a world. And it kind of doesn't matter what some random person in that world says or thinks or whatever, because it's their filter and their damage that you're hearing if they say anything but good for you. Right. Yeah. But you know what I think,
3: though? And what's very like, because, you know, I struggle with a similar thing. Like, I feel like I'm constantly like is. No, no, (laughs) it's wild that you I mean, like, I literally spend like like i i find that i sleep in sometimes because i'm so scared to face the day like it's just like so it's like not even that you're tired sometimes it's just so scary to be like oh my god i have to go and do this again because it's like you Girl, have to be like hey how are you and like the, you don't like that super high pitch that- and your eyes get big because i'm a person <laughs> that like i believe that energy is uh we're exchanging energy so another yeah. thing is you don't not only like is it to be like protect a superficial aspect, but also protect someone else yeah. because it's like, imagine like there is something to be weird to say if I walk in, I'm like, okay, yeah. like for the first, I mean, people are gonna be like,
1: what's wrong what? with like, her?
3: So it's like, it's and you, you don't want to deliver the wrong message, but sometimes it's just so hard to control your head. Yeah. And in like, there's so many times where like, I'm just self talking in my head, like don't have a panic attack, don't right. freak out, don't cry. And again, it, it is because, too, as a woman, you're like, I you don't want to be vulnerable. Want to seem weak. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I also just, I want you, you know, you want to feel like you like, you don't want to let your problems affect
2: you don't want to let people down exactly that's a huge part there's one thing that you just did though mickey you talked about how you felt in that interior way in a way that allowed it to be expressed processed, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it right so the problems won't get in your way as long as you're like wow this is really terrifying to get up here and do this kind of stuff and that's okay then it goes away it's sort of like um like if you're at a, like some random party and you are, in yeah. you know, you're by yourself and you meet somebody else by yourself, the, per, the most amazingly helpful way to get over all that social anxiety that usual people just try to drink away.
3: And is And I've done I that. Know, I'll I take know. a shot of tequila like, help me. okay So that's so funny, Lynn, that you just said that because in my head, the whole time I'm thinking like, that's the only way because you walk in, you're like, I'm so, I
2: hate that. At least one. And then I'm oh. like... Except that when you actually say like to whoever you're standing next to, oh my God, these things make me so anxious. Yeah. The person's going to look at you and if they're worth talking to you, they're going to go, yeah, me too. Because everybody's feeling the same way. Oh Um, my God. 100%. And you know what? It It dissipates because again, it's (sighs) the future that fear is all in the future. It's not now. If you come back and and the the past. Wow. Fears in the past too though, isn't it? Regrets in the past like old wounds, hurt, trauma, that's in the past, right? So if you're in that sort of depressed, self-critical kind of yuck, I screwed something up space, that's history. You want that in the rearview mirror, because that's really where it is. And we forget that our traumas stay here. And then we struggle with them instead of healing from them. Future is fear is only in the future. So whenever you come back to that moment and go, I'm here, I'm terrified. You can just channel it into like excitement, like, like, You know, sometimes when you see people backstage, actually, you can see them (laughs) do this. Like, it's flippant terrifying to walk out in front of people, a million people, and do something (sighs) that's performance-based where you're going to get evaluated on there, right? Terrifying. Right.
1: (laughs) Why do we (laughs) do this?
2: I don't know. Exactly. But it's like getting onto a roller coaster. So is that. Yes. Except we frame one as fun and exciting, and the other one is terrifying and like, you know, sort of potentially fatal. Yeah, <laughs> you see don't you- it's the frame but- it's the narrative so if you go That's like oh so woohoo, here we go whatever you you step into a completely different experience so because it doesn't feel it's your body still feeling like your heart's your mind fast, but alone. it's exciting <laughs> instead of scary <laughs> i mean okay but here's what's crazy
3: though like this i brought up the past to say in my opinion like don't you think to some extent circumstances from the past give you fear for the future because of the regret right. like Like
2: like no the re re well, wait, failure. Your reaction to those circumstances. Yeah. But that's completely in your hands. You can change that any day of the week because you well recognizing the old narrative, like, oh, I did that badly, therefore I'll never be able to do it again. You're talking to yourself like you would talk to an enemy, not your loving self, little child within you who took that risk, who was vulnerable in that way. So you changing the narrative changes the experience, which changes the behavior, the physiology. You'll do better because you're 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 being compassionate toward yourself. And then it automatically goes into being compassionate toward others. It's completely like that's the fix. I think for me, what has been
1: hard. Especially going to country music concerts, or or going to a country music award show, like obviously the artists are people that I love, and but when I had gotten all of that hate back, I just associated with like fans, so I just was scared. That, I don't know, like some coward behind right, a keyboard. But you do know,
2: you know that those people are fear-based or they're jealous or they have some right. issue or whatever their stuff is, which has absolutely zero to do with you, right? So when you're in that moment and you're in an award show, the very best thing you can do for you and everyone else in your universe is to take a moment, be in gratitude about that moment. You're at a flippant award show. How cool wow. is that? thank you. And guess what your body registers when you say, thank you, love, which is that same, it's a physiologically similar experience to be in a moment of gratitude because you're present and like love, your son. that's love. It feels like love, it registers as love. So there's no future fear and there's no past regret. You're here now going, oh my God, this is cool. You're owning it. It feels like you. So there's no shift about like, well, impostery stuff where there's some separation yeah. in self. You're just there right now and you get to keep it because it's just a moment. It, the moment's gonna go away, but you got it. You got to keep it.
3: But here's what I want to know, and I'm sure that you probably do too, that's is like, ha- do. like what I know that you say, like what you're saying is so right, but the, the challenge is how do you, what strategy? Yeah, how do, do you, we do that? How do you imp, imp, like implement that? Into I guess your, be grateful, like outwardly say like it? Like a lot. Like that's the thing because you can say that, right? Like I have love and these things and I'm grateful yeah. in that one moment, but and two seconds later, you're like, "That's the problem," <laughs> and it, you just go back two to shots, that. Exactly, exa- exactly, two shots, please. And that's and a that's it, four. No, but <laughs> but in it in it's weird. But I think that's why you do this. Like, is it practice? Is it like, are there actual real strategies that you can do to be able to start actually
2: feeling these ways? Yeah, a moment of mindfulness where you're actually kind of consciously going. Right now, I am sitting in this amazing place wearing something that looks awesome. (laughs) We're about to be in in the company of people who are really talented. This rocks. It's okay. I'm okay. You're changing the narrative. You have to identify the old one that's negative, reject it, and shift it into the truth, which is, this is cool, and thank you. And that's it is there a
3: way that you can trigger your, your physical body into your mental state? Like meaning, cause these things, like as much as you say this, it's very like, it's hard to actually do. It is hard. <laughs> like we can tell her, we can I'll s- tell everybody you got this. And Exactly. You like, or I don't it, got it. <laughs> but you know how even a minute before you go on stage or a yeah. minute before you come to the session, you can sit down and be like, I'm grateful. I love my, all these things that you're saying. And for that second, you might feel great, but then you go back into life and it, catches you again. So how is it like
2: you just do, do you know next moment you do the thank you again, just one moment. So when you're gonna you know how it is like did you ever try to meditate and you can't yeah, see the green monkey or something? Like there's some like you tell yourself not <laughs> to have any thoughts and it's literally impossible. Okay. It yeah. 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 It's, it's, literally literally it's impossible. It's literally impossible. But if you think of something else like Peace on the inhale, release on the exhale or a visual image of an infinity sign. You have to replace the thought with something that shifts the old paradigm, right? So if you're going, oh my God, people are going to think I look bad. Maybe I won't win. May- Whatever the heck you're doing in your head, that's all that like negative self-talk. You notice it, which you're doing already because you actually know you do that. Both of you are sitting here telling me you do. So then you <laughs> what's the real truth? We're- well, first of all, where did I learn to think that way? Hello. Now we're talking about... Things they probably ought to bring up in therapy, like family stuff, experiences, trauma, all that junk. Okay, so Ooh, that's a conversation see? for another day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay But in the moment, right now, you go, What's the real truth? This is amazing. As Thank you're experiencing you. it. And we are just talented. one moment of mindfulness. Thank nice. you. Nice, beautiful. You. I have to say, that's it sounds it. weird to say, friendly, friendly. kind,
1: talented self-aware sometimes
0: sometimes. (laughs) i love the comparison to the um meditation though because you're right like when you try to meditate your thoughts drift away and then you're like oh i have to come back to the breathing yes drift away and then you're like come back to the breathing and being in that moment at those awards shows you're like self-talk negative negative all right come back to being grateful and then you go back to negative and you have to come (sighs) back to grateful exactly much the same as meditation of come back to that middle come back to that gratefulness i love that comparison
2: yeah, that it is such a because dream, and yeah. and don't like have a expectation of yourself that somehow you're never gonna feel crappy again. Like yeah. who can do that? That's not possible. Yeah. It's not you're 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 not intentionally creating those thoughts. They are going through your head. I think somebody said like nine hundred or ninety million thoughts a day. You think even when you're asleep, do you oh. yell at yourself for having a bad dream because you had a bad thought? No. Uh, I mean sometimes. I well don't yeah. no. <laughs> or as soon as you notice you're doing it, then flip it around and go like, wait, this is fine. What's the real truth here? I and and there's another thing too. Like all the stuff that we do that makes us feel bad, right? Remember, you know, there's like those strategies. You fight, you flight, or you fix. Those are the three hardwired reactions to anything that hurts you, frightens you, or makes you frustrated when you are born. Before you are born, you have that amygdala that's kicking in with those three postures. So if that what little would you infant be? or toddler or 20-something-year-old, because your frontal lobes don't complete formation until then, has something that hurts, scares them, or makes them frustrated, they have to pick one of those three choices, moving against people in fight, moving away, flight, Right. Truth. I'm or, for sure. or moving toward or people fix. and trying to make everything fix. okay like they're I, trying to fix it fight now fight flight, flight is fight, moving again fight or fix okay but what's interesting is if your you flight, get mad at yourselves when you do your triggered thing like you react negatively by fight, like being mad or acting out or you you're self-critical I and think. so you stay in bed with the covers pulled down. over your head but everything that you learned to do when you were little you know based on a million factors and genetics, et cetera, is was protective. It was trying to help you get through stuff. So it doesn't work anymore. So you get to build in new strategies, but the kid that made those choices that kept you guys in such a position where you strive so hard to achieve sometimes by kicking yourself instead of coaching yourself positively, right? That's not a bad thing. It wasn't intentionally bad, but it doesn't work anymore because instead of it allowing you to cross over finish lines and go, woohoo, you're still yelling at yourself going, well, I should have done that better or should have, could have, would have, all that junk kicks in because you're achievement oriented and you're, you're looking for external validation, which you can't hold instead of creating (sighs) internal validation, which is like, I am fine right now, today, even though my nails aren't done or I didn't win or somebody was mad at me.
1: And I also think like, you know, that uh, that outward external validation, I think, you know, social media has created this whole other addition. A hundred (laughs) percent.
3: A hundred percent. To our
1: already, you know, figuring ourselves out and that constant need for validation and the likes and people seeing your oh. posts and a certain celebrity commenting or yes, whatever. It's seductive.
2: It's so seductive. So you keep exactly. going for that, but you can't keep it because it's external until it becomes internal and you shift from a, an external sense of evaluation to an internal one. You don't get to keep anything you earn.
1: You and, and
2: it's not what her. you do, it's
3: what you have. It's you I, it's so, I mean, that, that is that is, that is that... you get to
2: keep everything, everything you,
3: earn. you earn. Oh my oh, God.
2: What? what? Yeah, right. You, do you see it? Because it's not yeah. what you have, yeah, that that's just life. stuff. It's, it's not life. even what you do, it's who you are. Yeah. Human that is absolutely good enough right now, every single day. And all you got to do is your best, and you get to feel good about it. And that creates all the cool stuff that you earn that you then get to enjoy too, because it's great to be externally validated as well as internally yeah. solid. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> wow, that was it. That, that, I mean, I, the mic drop,
3: you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, that's kind of, I don't have anything else to say after that. I know, that. I know. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I know, literally. Well, no, I, this is actually been, that is a great place to end because I think that, it actually makes me feel like don't you feel a certain calm? I do Well, I'm always calm. No with you. But, like- but yes,
1: I'm gonna definitely take these skills because, you know, I live in Nashville and Los Angeles and and we both do the same thing, so Los Angeles is like my my place to like breathe and and replenish myself because nashville it's a small town you know so many people and you know what comes with nashville and it, it's through experience regret past all that like i get such anxiety coming to nashville like i don't sleep oh my god when i got here <laughs> i don't think i think i've slept i finally slept last night but the first three days there i probably slept like six hours Be, in total a, of three nights of three nights. nights because i was just i missed my family i've it's just a lot. It's internal, you know. And um, I don't even know where I was going with that. No, but <laughs> what you
3: meant to say like, oh, yes. yes. like the yeah, feeling like the thing that you say like in terms of, how did you say it? You said you don't get to, um, you don't to keep anything you earn. yeah. Which you can't go to sleep at night feeling yeah. peaceful from that. Because like if you were to think about it, coming here, writing a great song yeah. and then being able to go to sleep and be like, yeah. Wow, if 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 we actually acted on what you're saying, like yeah. you would think you'd probably sleep better. Yeah.
2: You would think. <laughs> you you would. so I'm saying we gotta learn to tell yeah. like yes. tell ourselves. But yes. just like Angie said, like you come back to it. You go, oops, I just stepped into a place where I was being self critical. What's the real truth? I'm okay. It's okay. Thank you. You bring it back. I'm just, okay. Oh.
1: It's okay. Thank you.
2: Well, you know what? I'm okay. Should we it's
3: put that okay. on the guitar?
1: Thank you. Yeah.
3: Because I'd love for you to sign this. I'm okay. It's okay. Thank, Thank you. you. See, this is the thing. So every, Lynn, this is a new thing. So we have Taylor giving us these free guitars, which is so sweet. But in fact, they're not, obviously not free, but we're going to, so all the proceeds from them that they've donated to us will go back to mental health. But I'm Nikki, okay. It's okay. Thank you. And sign it too. Because this will go to a fan that's watching, which is so beautiful. I love this. so. And hopefully whoever gets this guitar can look at this. I'm okay. It's okay. Thank you. And feel better about themselves whenever they That's play their right. guitar.
0: I guess now is a good time to say, like, thank you to Taylor Guitars. Also, Jed Foundation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is a partner. Um, she's the music. She is the music.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. Yeah. What a
1: great conversation.
3: I mean, it really has been. I wish, Angie, that we got to hear from you more, but I love. I mean at the uh, end we, t-
1: we talked oh. too much.
0: We were <laughs> no it's just... fine i actually had one thing i want to say which i thought was it's so oh, interesting you. that and obviously we can go back to the thank you to end it but it was so interesting oh. hearing your guys's perspectives about coming from the creative side the artist side of having like not being in a relationship not having children you're supposed to be a certain like available to everybody And my experience on the executive side has been the complete opposite. I was actually, yeah. Where I, people are like, she's not married. Like she doesn't have a family. Like she's (sighs) supposed to be like this high powered executive and she's single. Like, what is she doing wrong? And I was just like. Nothing.
1: You're doing absolutely nothing wrong. wrong. But I
0: thought it was so interesting that like being on the opposite side in this industry, you have two different standards. Yes, yes you I do don't even think I
3: realized that yeah. that what? was that's pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. So I was like taking in what you guys were saying and being like, none of us can live up to any standard and we just have to do us.
2: Because people can judge everything, but all it is is a reflection of their pain that they're trying to deal with by discharging it to somebody else, right? So if Mm -hmm. they can sit in judgment, they feel elevated for a minute, they feel okay for a second, they can't hold it for sure. Because the only way you can actually do it is if we do what you just said to do for yourselves. And then you extend it and you go, you know what? Those people are just messed up. And you have even compassion for the haters because I mean, look, you can't find anything on the internet that somebody won't be trashing Bambi. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> little mermaid. <laughs> yes. Little mermaid. It's just, it, that's just the way people work to when they're not healed. So whenever you see somebody who's saying something negative about something else, like if you kind of go like, I, I, I wish for you to heal. You have you don't have to like be okay with what they said. You just reject it like you're, you're Teflon. But you that's can, can kind of have some compassion I wish for, for you the to fact that they're just <laughs> not at that space yet where they can
1: actually,
2: maintain like. that feeling of love instead of that negativity that comes from fear and pain.
3: They they're unhealed. Amen. I wish for you. I mean, Pete,
1: that I'm would okay. be like pretty, you're you saying say that, so many things. I'm okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Thank, Thank you. you.
3: And I wish for you to heal. And you don't get to keep, you don't get to, what, how, I don't, you don't get to. What keep, did you, ke- what, what did do you say? You say yeah,
2: you don't get to keep, or you don't, how did do oh. you say it? I said, then if you change that narrative so that you step into that space of actually internally validating you, you get to keep what you earn. Right, right, you earn. get to
3: keep what you earn. That was one of my favorite things you that you said.
2: Keep... You and these isms. <sighs> I hope you make a book of all these sayings. This is what I'm saying. You
3: do have one, don't you?
2: No, you I have keep, a book. I keep starting it, and then I wind up working with too many patients, and I don't have time to finish it. I've got it partially done, but I don't have. I didn't. You need to do it it start, start writing, writing down, down the. I know. Exactly. Really good.
1: I'm okay. It's okay. Thank you. That could be a t-shirt. Oh, a hundred percent. A button.
3: <laughs> well, you know what I was thinking could have been a t-shirt or like a mug is what you guys said in the very beginning, where it's like all these like the imposter syndrome thing, yeah. and then you said not really in the yes. tummy. Yeah. Like
2: Just because it's like it's funny oh, it's so it real it's funny, funny. It's, it's, normalizing it. It. it's not making it something that you react to it's just kind of like oh yeah we all do that that's okay. exactly yeah, yeah. and yeah. it kind of is nice to if you're looking at it in the right way to like make fun of yourself
3: if you truly are getting past those things yeah. like it's like you know what i'm saying yeah, when you start absolutely. to it kind of breaks down that ego yeah. which i think is makes me feel better healthy so Anyway, thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you, Angie. I really appreciate everyone's time. This was so great. Happy. So Thanks great for the
2: opportunity. Cause you know what you guys doing what you do? This is like, makes me feel maybe a little bit like the way you feel when you do the amazing things that you do, but it's like so fulfilling to be able to like say something that, I hope helps more than one person I can say it to all the rest of the hours in my day, like right now when I got to go see your patients, but I'll I'll say it to them. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, with your capacity to talk to the world and to make a change on that global level, like, oh my God, it's so exciting and fulfilling for me to be able to go, you know, more people probably heard this than everybody else I've ever been able to talk to in my entire life. So this is awesome. Wow. So thank you. Well, thank oh, you thank so you much, so Lynn. Much.
1: Angie, it was so thank you, great Angie. meeting you. You're a badass too yeah she is a badass she's a boss boss. um (laughs) i'm just gonna say it again i'm okay it's It's okay okay. thank Thank you. you
3: okay bye